0: Countless years ago, lifetimes ago, lives ago, eras ago. A screaming, a question, a countless years' silence. A question unanswered, an Oscar unheard. All water, all salt, all moving, roaring surge. Spinning whirlpool, dancing feelings, restless voice. Fewer years ago, fewer than forever. Some lifetimes, yes, but not yet countless. A visitor, a rescuer, a deaf-blind fool. A deaf-blind fool and a fool all water all moving, an asker unheard. Welcome, my friends, all my friends, to Sword of Symptoms. I'm your host, Kat. And...
1: We're totally going to live up to that intro. 100%. Yeah.
2: We can be uh, Uh, good players this week.
1: But I doubt it.
3: Through the magic of recording techniques, I can give everyone the impressive vocal effects that I just gave. Cat starting Now, everybody say something profound.
2: Something profound. Something, something profound.
1: Profound. Oh, You some dipshit. You
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a jerk. <laughs> I cannot
0: believe. No, I, the, the problem isn't that I can't believe you. The problem is that I can. And that's where I'm hitting the impasse here. Okay everyone, so that was Kirsten and Nick. <laughs> and the generous soul trying to make
2: them sound cool is Kathleen. Uh she tries her hardest. Just can't it just there's nothing that can nothing that can make me cool. Cool runs off
0: you like water off a duck's back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
4: So last week, Cobb Tissa and Penelope We're on a boat, and then they took the boat to some
0: islands, and they fought some monsters, and they
1: picked a flower. Now we gotta get back.
0: Yeah, now you guys have to get back and take Brid that flower in order to be declared the winners of the race.
1: Big winners.
4: We are about to start our second leg of the journey. Alrighty. So when you guys make it back to Drusilla's yawn,
0: the ship that is just bobbing about lazily in the harbor of
1: Origin Island. I forgot you Island. called it that.
3: <laughs> uh, this one's my fault, everybody. It's true. All, like, two or three of you who get that joke, most of whom are on the podcast.
1: I mean, this like, I forgot that you called it that, especially after today when we found out that the most inside of baseball jokes is back.
0: yeah. Our dark past in webcomics will not let us rest.
1: We forgot the past, but the past didn't forget us.
0: (laughs) Oh, it will pursue us. It will pursue us into our graves. We will die. And the problem is that because of our long shared history, all of the things that will hound us to our graves, which we will deserve, make no mistake, we will deserve them. I mean, they are inside jokes and thus podcast crimes.
1: (laughs) All all podcasts are like equal parts inside jokes and or uh, Audible commercials. So, I mean, just like you just got to roll with it.
0: Speaking of which, this episode. Oh, no. Brought to you by stamps.audible. Everybody does that (laughs) joke. Sorry. Doing that joke is a podcast crime. So you guys find the ship, the little ship the little unnamed ship there, bobbing about in the harbor as you make your dash back down to the bay. And you are not far behind Clara, who has just made it up the gangplank to the Westbreaker and is beginning to shout orders at her crew. And Marcus is sitting and he's looked up from his book to watch you guys come down the switchback from the ancient plateau.
1: Just a kind of waves. Yelling and, and waving the flower. We gotta go, Marcus! Hi, Come Marcus!
0: On. I mean, what do you want him to do? Start the engine?
3: There are also three other sailors, presumably, who I don't know what they're doing.
0: Yeah, he puts his book away and he
1: starts calling
0: out to the other sailors. I guess it's time to weigh anchor.
1: Well, I would imagine we have to jump in like a rowboat first.
2: Uh, I took, um... I took Polly over.
0: Oh, yeah, you defo did. <laughs> yeah, so you just, you just get back on Polly and
2: take flight. I'm in boats only as much as I need to be. <laughs> yeah,
1: Cobb will, I guess, row the rowboat as fast as he can. You can't really say okay. drive a rowboat, can you?
4: You can't drive a rowboat. Roll me Daring Athletics.
1: I can definitely do some daring athletics. Give me just a second here to get my dice. One success, one edge success.
3: I'll Can I roll to help out with also daring athletics? Absolutely you can. Okay. I'm going to get two successes.
0: Okay, no, you guys, you guys pick up the oars and motor that little boat like a cartoon just through the water and up to the ship where a rope is thrown down for you and everybody gets to work on getting the the little robo back aboard when you reach the deck of the ship marcus kind of helps you up and looks over past you kind of meaningfully at the sky he says it's it's getting worse the far horizon is a shade of violet gray and it's already casting long streaks down toward the ocean for a second You see it illuminated in a flash of distant thunder.
2: How much time do you think we have, Marcus?
0: He takes a deep breath. I'm no expert in sea weather,
4: but it's closer now than it was when you landed. So we may only have hours.
0: Let's go, everybody. And everybody does. Everybody go. Everybody do ship. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Everybody is going to ship as fast as they can.
0: So it's time for the fourth and penultimate leg of the journey. It is slightly faster, instead of going back through the Valley of the Conqueror, where you fought the horrors, to go around the far edge of a longer island, which is covered in low, smooth hills, saw-edged grasses. There don't appear to be any animals that live there, although the birds seem to have taken a liking to the place. The screaming island, they call it. Because the silence of Origin Island has
1: faded away. Mm. Catbirds are animals.
3: No, not really. <laughs> well, I mean okay, it's a very then. it's a very <laughs> very welcoming name. I meant land animals. Landimals. Landimals.
0: Landimals. So, yeah, it will be difficult to just retrace your path through the Valley of the Conquerors, so we're going to go around the Screaming Island, and you can see straight across this island. It's not particularly large, and there isn't anything very tall on it. There are some low trees, and as the ship passes close, you can hear the just shrieking of tropical birds. There are shorebirds that have nested heavily on some of the beaches. They look kind of like exceptionally dumb looking puffins, and I know that's a funny thing to say because all puffins are dumb looking, but like really dumb looking.
1: <laughs> what is it with you and like semi-aquatic birds? Like hey, you don't. are just really down on semi-aquatic or aquatic birds. <laughs> <laughs> just like just like big big slams on semi-aquatic birds, like all the time.
2: They are jerks. I saw this one time I was walking through the mall and they had this like animal show, which they had something they were doing and this trainer was trying to get a penguin to go through this hoop and the penguin was like, -uh. nuh-uh, nuh-uh, nuh-uh. And I'm like, you probably did this perfectly every other time they were practicing. And now when it's like, oh, we're going to put on the show. It's like, nuh-uh.
0: An albatross killed my parents. Mm. Now, the weird thing is I actually really like seagulls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Because I have, I have an affinity for garbage birds.
3: The thing that you don't know, listeners, is that Kat generally has an albatross, like, hung around her neck.
0: <laughs> it's my favorite accessory. It reminds me of my
1: sins. Well, you don't know is Kat actually just is an albatross. The name is just there to throw you off.
0: <laughs> I'm here to remind you of your sins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> No, but seriously, there's a bunch of puffins, but they're real dumb looking. (laughs) And there's also some, like, (laughs) some just real shrieky parrots. A bunch of those. Do they say anything? on this island? No. Do you think? No, Kate, no. I know that we've already derailed a lot, and we do need to get on with the story. But do you think that parrots talk in the wild? Person, do you think that parrots in the jungle... Talk human speech with English? Uh,
2: no.
1: Of course they do. They repeat things that pirates say.
2: <laughs> there we go.
3: <laughs> but if they're saying anything, they're probably saying that it's yelling time. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, let's be fair. That is all the time for parrots.
0: <laughs> it's true. That's why they call this place the Screaming Island. Because it is yelling a clock. So we have had a successful navigation roll, and now I would like... It's survival nautical role. And there is a deep gust of wind, the kind that moves you and everything on, near, or about you. Steady, heavy gust of wind coming from that violet-shaded horizon. And the air smells wet and upset. And in this gust of wind, you can hear that distant thunder now. And it's coming.
1: Cobb is going to try his best to batten down the hatches and other sorts of uh, sailor lingo that he would know that I don't. Uh, I got two successes. Okay. I am, I am using adaptability, survival, because Cobb is trying to assemble, assemble things sort of haphazardly.
3: Batten down the hatches, or as Penelope would put it,
0: close
1: (laughs) the
3: small doors.
0: (laughs) Just shut up the small doors with little sticks. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Yes, and and shut the small door with the little stick.
0: Okay, so not long into your journey around the edge of the Screaming Isle, the storm breaks. And at first it is a faint, misty rain Not so much falling as being blown at you. And then big, huge, wet gobs of rain just splatter against you until they are coming down in sheets, in just a torrent of tropical rain. And this ship is old. Oh, no. You can hear it creaking and complaining as the waves pick up. And as the wind jerks, its sails this way and that. And you can hear it straining against the ropes and trying to, I don't know, jump in the water or something. I lost myself there for a second. As usual when GMing, I entered a fugue state.
1: As, as one does.
0: As one does. Yeah, that's what it means to GM, to just kind of mutely channel greater forces. And the ship begins... To crack. First crack you hear is from the main mist. It hasn't broken, but you hear a groan ending in a crack. What part cracked? Main, mast. Oh, the mast, oh. Where sailors call it moon
1: <laughs> Yes, sailors call it Bam Margera. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they call it.
2: Um... Marcus, do we have any, like, extra wood or something on the ship to, like, mix it up together or, like, keep it upright? He,
0: I'll go look, um, and disappears into the, into the hold there.
2: Hmm. I'm going to search for any other damage as well. So, my
0: question for you, Nick, is does Cobb have the skill focus?
1: Cobb does have the skill focus.
0: Okay, great. Could you, roll me, I don't know, something in focus? Maybe adaptability, adaptability focus.
1: Adaptability focus, I can certainly do that. I got one success and one edge success.
0: Okay, all right. If you keep this edge success, two successes, you will be completely capable of maintaining control of this ship at all hands. However... You will not have perfect control over Cobb. Challenge accepted.: Challenge accepted. OK. Because there is a voice. There is a voice inside your brain, and most of what it's saying to you is gibberish. because Augustine is going somewhat bananas.
1: You, pick, you, pick, you picked a really bad time to, to give me the, to give me the business here, Augustine. My friends,
0: both my friends. My friends, both my friends, all my friends. Not yet countless, all my friends. Not yet. Forever ago. Forever ago, my friend. And while you focus trying to keep your mind off the things that Augustine is saying to you, you start scattering, pulled far in the other direction.
1: Oh dear.
0: You scatter by two.
1: Okie dokie.
0: And you hear a noise. A single perfect noise. It is a note. It is one that you recognize. It's probably the first note of at least a couple of your favorite songs. And wherever it is coming from, it seems to crystallize beneath the ship. And a great wave launches the ship upward as you inadvertently cast the spell-lifting note. And the ship surges upward. And would everybody please give me, uh, Adaptability
2: Athletics. (laughs) I don't like boats.
1: Two successes. Uh, two successes, one edge success.
2: So, Cobb is fine. One success, one edge success. Penelope is fine. Tissa got a
0: success? Two of them, yeah. Two of them, yeah. Tissa's fine. Tissa is, as usual, fine. You hear a crashing from inside the hold, probably the stuff, and the storm has broken in earnest. Everything around you now is darkness and sheeting water and a single gibbering uh, dailith and
3: great swells of seawater. Did the crew all hold fast, like... Maybe Marcus banged his head or something in there, but...
0: Um, the crew... Actually, the crew above are their sailors. They have athletics. Oh, yeah, the guys who are on deck with you have managed to... Like, they've been at sea before. Okay. The spell was weird, but they've been at sea before and can keep their legs under them.
2: All right. All right, um, I'm gonna check on Marcus, see if he's found anything... Um, that we can possibly patch the mast up with.
0: Okay. You unshut the little door. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, inside the little door, you can see that the, uh, the crates of supplies in the hold have shifted. Mm. And some of them have fallen over. That's not good. Yep. And there is a gentleman pinned against the wall by one of them. Marcus? (laughs) Kind of quietly swearing and uh taking stock of his situation.
2: Uh I'm going to try to help out our real dad with a daring athletics um to move the crate off. Uh Hunter he
0: says. Excellent to see you. <laughs> <laughs> How is everything up top? Uh it it could be better. Um I see. <laughs> here i'm sorry to hear it
2: yeah it looks like things could be better down here too let me see if i can uh, uh and i start p- uh, trying to pull the box i got three successes and 2 edge success
0: oh snap penelope's no. pretty roided out here
1: <laughs> penelope penelope does indeed lift
0: penelope lifts yeah, so you you brace yourself against the ground, and this is daring athletics, so you just looked at it and decided, yeah, I can move that, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you just give it a mighty shove, and slowly it comes away from the wall. Kind of uncrushing the man who had been pinned by it. And the first thing he does is take a deep breath, and the next thing he does is wince a lot. Oh and the third thing he does is say, "Thank
2: you, Ms. Hunter." You're you're welcome. Um, I, I'm also. I going did not to... find the wood we needed. I'm. Are, are you are you um, are you injured in 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 any way? Probably. Um, I'm going to and
0: you're going to roll adaptability athletics.
2: Oh, okay. I like can daring athletics, but adaptability not as good at. It. Uh, one success, one edge success.
0: No one, one is fine. I'm just doing this to penalize people who get none. I mean, I'm not here to punish you guys. I'm not that kind of GM.
3: <laughs> Are we making rolls up top too? Yes, please. Uh, Marcus, by the way,
0: does go for a tumble. This isn't as bad as the one that got him trapped in the boxes, but he
3: he takes a knee. Two successes for Tessa.
0: Oh, yeah, Tiss is fine.
1: And that is, okay, four successes for Cobb. That is a really good roll. <laughs>
3: oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Cobb that, is,
1: that is fine. almost That is one off of Yahtzee.
3: Nice. It
0: is. So I would like to ask for... No, I, I don't know that it's time for me to be asking for rolls. I think it's time for me to just be telling you guys the situation. The main mast has let out another crack... There is water everywhere. There's water just inside you guys. You're all completely drenched. The deck is slippery with salt water. It has begun leaking into the hold because I don't imagine Penelope closed the small door. Uh, her. nope. Did she? Nope,
2: no. I didn't say I did.
0: And that's, uh, that's where we are. It is extremely difficult to see anything or anywhere. Because everything is darkness and driving rain.
3: Hey, big guy, I think I've found my limits as a sailor here.
1: Magic okay? What? Yeah, yeah sure, we, we might need some.
2: Guys, I... And I, as much as I like to, to win a, a a challenge, maybe it's time to see if we work together... With Clara, um, how far ahead are they? Do we know how far ahead they are?
0: Not very. When you left Origin Island, they were in sight.
2: Perhaps I can, uh, me and Pollyanna can go and um, and get them, signal them to, and we can work together. Maybe they're doing okay, or maybe we, we can help each other. It might be best if, if we work together.
3: Being on the sea is is bad here, but I think being in the air would be worse.
0: True enough. Yeah, I think when you get back to the top deck, are you saying this in earshot of Pollyanna? She probably can hear. Her hearing's pretty decent. Because she hates that idea. She doesn't know a ton of your language, but she understands hop on Pollyanna because you say that a lot. And she hates it. Nuh-uh. She stamps at you, like, what is wrong with you?
2: You're an idiot. How could you? Yeah. Um do we have any flares? I mean, I
3: can magic a flare real easy, but like it's so dark, it is so everything. What are the local spell pieces?
0: The spell pieces here are anchor, note, song, flying,
3: and powerful. Okay. I didn't succeed on sensitivity-focusing myself any more words than that.
2: Um, I think I have an idea. Perhaps I can't physically signal them, but maybe I can send them a message. Perhaps I can cast Restoring Note. And it'll be like a message of like, you know...
3: Wait, I mean, wait we what? can.
2: I think we can concede to Clara. She's obviously a, a well um a a a a great sailor and we we just say you know we we are not uh or i can even just say for that i am not as seaworthy as her and that we most likely would need assistance being as i don't understand you know how the sea works wait can i can i
3: can i again for a second here mm-hmm. yeah Um, you have the word restoring, Mm -hmm. and we have a mask that needs to be fixed.
2: Oh, (laughs) that might be the easier solution.
0: Plus the one that doesn't get Cobb to throw you over for.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Cobb, you still want to win this? A little busy right now, sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, um... Sorry, what were the local spell pieces again? Or what do we? What do? Um, what does everyone else have as spell pieces as well?
0: So the local pieces are anchor, note, song, flying,
3: and powerful. Okay. Um,
2: Tissa, what do you have as as
3: pieces? Finding, speaking, searing heat, respite, and sands are the magus words.
2: Ooh, I have an idea. Restoring sands—it'll almost be like a cement. They'll kind of like. Glue the mask back together.
3: Oh, what were you going to say, Nick?
1: My spell pieces are lifting, moving, rallying, wind, water, crew. Also, Kirsten, old rules. You have to use one from the locale. Remember? Yeah.
4: Oh Still yes, yes. From
1: the
2: Powerful restoring sands.
4: Hmm. Have you got a memory point to
3: spare on that? I do. Yeah.
2: I, oh, I've used all my memory pieces. No, if
0: you're the one casting, I guess, powerful restoring and Kathleen is adding sands, you guys can cast a cord.
3: Okay.
4: Okay. Cord
0: it up.
3: Powerful restoring sands to help fix our boat here.
0: To make magical cement. Yes.
1: It's better than my idea. I was just going to cast Powerful Crew on Penelope and tell her to just hold it together.
2: (laughs) Actually, that's pretty good. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Just just stay here for a while.
0: Penelope's going to be our brute force this episode. So, it is the illusion of stillness that comes over you. Because the first thing that you notice is that, unlike most of your chords, which have kind of created this otherworldly space and these new conditions. The storm can break through that. The storm crashes into this bubble as if it weren't even there, but it feels somehow still to you nonetheless. And the sediment, the particulate, the glittering sand that represents Tissa's spells swirls around the mast and begins to attach itself to weak places the spell has somehow noticed. And so this swirling cloud of magical sand just magnetically is drawn toward the mast and hardens there in a glittering golden shell. You notice that the mast is a little straighter now? That whatever had gone crooked in the overwhelming wind and rain has straightened itself out.
2: Oh, at least we have the, the mast to... Um, uh, at least it's not going to fall down on us for a little while. All right.
0: So th- that is leg four of your journey. And soon before you know it, you can see Hushwave City. It is being pounded by the same fierce rain, but the harbor is ahead of you. Oh. Oh, land, sweet land. So, I would like to get those survival and navigation rules from you.
1: I mean, if we have to.
0: Oh, nothing I say is optional. Mm-hmm. I just act like it is.
1: Fine, in that case, uh, survival nautical Cobb got two successes.
3: Okay. And navigation. Tissa got one success and two edges.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna tell you that you're going to need the edge successes. Okay. And if you keep the edge success, you will make you will make it safely into harbor, but you will be further away from the checkerboard lodge.
3: Mm. But if, but isn't that pretty similar? How, I guess, I guess, what is the difference between that and failure? I mean,
0: the difference between that and failure is that you, um, you make it in and you're close enough so that when the race starts, you're, you don't have a disadvantage, but, Um, She gains on you, this leg. So the question is whether you want to lose time now or in the running to get to the
1: checkerboard lodge portion. We can run real fast.
3: We do have someone who has a steed, I suppose.
4: We do. Mm -hmm.
3: And could, could, like... I augment with, like, some spellcasting sort of stuff, but I I know that that's generally not how this kind of thing works, right? I mean, Cobb's the one who's insisting on it. So, like, what if I were to do, like, I don't know, searing note or finding anchor or something like that and, and give you a bunch of scatter to make up for some of those dice? You know
0: what? I think I'm okay for that, actually. I think I'm going to say, what, two scatter per
4: edge success you want to keep?
3: Uh, yeah, that works for me. Okay. So. I, I think finding, finding anchor, I think is the spell if anchor is still around. Yeah, Absolutely. So
0: you gather those, those shifting sands of magical energy that are always, always attached to you in some form or another. And they sort of follow the shape of the boat, the low curve of Drusilla's yawn in the water, and sort of guide the ship towards a spot where all of the golden light has accumulated and is floating around in a fog as if waiting. And you manage to find a nice, perfect safe harbor for the ship. You can see that coming into the harbor behind you is the West Breaker.
4: At some point during the storm, it looks like you passed them. Huh. But they're not far behind. Not at all. We better keep booking it. Now that you've landed, there's only one task left.
1: Get to the checkerboard lodge. All right, everybody, we're running as well as Cobb can because he, I don't know, does he still have a god rock yelling at his brain?
0: Less so, actually, once you get on land. And that's usually the way Augustine is. Augustine has less to say when you're on land.
1: Cobb is sort of just going to, like, rub at his face and just say, just like, oh, man, feels like, feels like all of the hangover and none of the party.
2: Oh, that's rough.
0: <laughs> and Marcus kind of, like, draws up next to you and winces and nods mutely. <laughs> Cradling his side.
2: Oh, poor Marcus.
0: So now my question is, how are you going to get to the checkerboard lodge? Because the Westbreaker's on its way.
1: Well, I mean... By the way,
0: Polly refuses. Okay. It's storming. She don't want to. If you say the words hop on Polly, she's going to start just
2: shaking her antlers at you.
1: You can still run. We will have words later. Elk.
2: (laughs) she's her own elk she does what she does um I say we we try to run
1: yeah uh good idea Cobb is going to drop his stuff off on the dock and tell Marcus uh make sure that gets back to the lodge for me would you and just like grab the the flower and be like alright everybody we're running
0: okay the time has come for daring athletics
2: please roll good please roll good
1: Five, five, six, five, four. What? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh. Oh, no. For a second, I thought it was a better roll than it was. Uh, Two successes.
0: (laughs) That's okay. Cobb's the one who has the flower.
3: Cobb is the one who has the flower. I think that Tissa sees Cobb just take off and is like, has to pause a second before figuring out whether she should be running, too. And maybe decides (laughs) no. (laughs) I, yeah, I think I think you
0: see Marcus have the same thought process because he makes that look he makes when he's about to say something, but then he just shakes his head and just starts walking. <laughs> um, so what you two see, because you two have stayed behind, is the Westbreaker pulling into port and a small figure leap off the deck and break into a run. And for a couple blocks, it is an extremely good fast run. But the figure is still in sight of you when she gets winded. Oh no! And has to double over, and has to catch her breath, and uh, is continuing on. Bless her little soul, but she does not have Cobb's athleticism. Oh no. <laughs> And you and Marcus catch up to
4: Clara pretty easily. huh <laughs> uh, 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 Okay, I can uh, and she kind of she notices you guys and realizes that
0: she probably should hurry and starts running again, and makes it a little
3: further. I feel bad. What's a word I can use with respite around here?
0: I don't... What are the words in this? Oh, this is a city, this is so is a let's city. Too urban. Yeah, let's go to the urban list. It's also raining.
4: That's true. Okay, so the words here are famed, lively, magnificent, home, roof,
3: and passage. A lively respite. Okay. I want to put a little wind in her sails. And as you cast the spell, she kind of perks back
0: up a little. She's no longer doubled over. Her breaths are no longer heaving out of her like a, well, like a nerd forced to run. Because that's what's happened.
3: How much do I scatter on this one?
0: This one, uh, this one's gonna just be, uh... This was just going to be one, I think.
3: It's kind of what I figured.
0: And she picks up a little bit
4: and gives you a smile and a wave and resumes her run toward the checkerboard lodge. And Marcus is shaking his head and like, laughing silently. Like You can,
0: you can tell he's laughing because his chest is shaking a little bit, but he's not <laughs> making any noises. And. Cobb, you got an unheard of number of successes. So many. So you absolutely drenched, throw open the doors of the checkerboard lodge, and you see Britt sitting there uh, at a table. She's got a notebook in her lap and a cup of something steaming. And she looks up at you and blinks in that just immovable tracker way she has.
1: Cobb heads over to the table and with, like, just getting rain everywhere, just slaps down the flower and goes, Got it.
2: Did she know we were? Oh, yeah, she did know we were having this race. Yeah,
1: she knew
0: she was the objective of the race. And so. She gives a little smile, and she picks up the rain-soaked flower and says, This is the first one. Congratulations, Mr. Cobbler. Thanks.
1: I think I'm going to take a nap.
0: Uh, yes.
1: And Cobb just, like, finds a chair and just sort of, like, slumps over.
0: Okay. So the next person to arrive at the checkerboard lodge... How many successes did
2: you have, Kirsten? Uh, I had... How many did I have again? I had two, yes. Okay, so the next person to arrive at the checkerboard
0: lodge is Penelope. And you see Brit sitting at her table with her hot drink and Cobb on the verge of passing out, dripping in a chair. Oh,
2: so, so he, he, he gave it to you? Yes. Oh, good, good then. Cobb, how do you feel about a hot drink? I think it's time for a hot drink. Let's get hot drinks for everybody. They should be along shortly.
1: Cobb will give a thumbs up or some sort of like, I don't know if thumbs up exists in this universe, but he's going to give one anyways.
0: Yeah, Cobb gives a weary thumbs up. All right. The next person to burst in through the door is the engineer Clara Gaius Ascendant. Her ordinarily fluffy hair matted down against her head by just torrential rain. It looks much longer wet, and it looks to be about half of her weight wet as she drags herself in. She has managed to wind herself again, heaving and panting, and she produces the flower from a pocket in her jacket, but notices pretty quickly that Cobb is on the verge of passing out of the corner and sighs. She gives Brit a bow and presents her the flower. And then I think she intends to storm over, but she hasn't really got a lot of stamina for storming right now. So she kinda half stomps over and declares you win this round.
2: <sighs> oh um I got a a drink for everybody, and I pass her a drink.
1: Uh, Cobb is going to like Thank you, Red dra- drag himself up and sort of and walk over to Claire and, and put a put a hand on her shoulder and go.
3: Huh?
1: I won because I've been running longer than you have. Your boat ain't half bad. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he'll, course he'll sort it's of not like half give bad. her a little give her a couple of uh, little a little pat there and just like I have to admit that thing's faster than I thought it was going to be.
2: It got
0: us through of a hell of a it storm. it is. It's a masterpiece. Of course it did. I'm a genius. I'm just not a very athletic genius.
1: You'll have to let me... you have to let me aboard sometime. I'd love to check it out.
0: Of course. My CO promised it to you, after all. And she kind of... She sits down and... <laughs> Kind of clutches her, her mug to Anyways, her.
1: join me for, uh, join us for a drink?
0: Thank you. I would love to. And so Tissa and Marcus walk in to see Penelope, Clara, and Cobb all seated around the table with their warm drinks, dripping water everywhere, having made no attempt not to. mm <laughs> <laughs> kind
2: of terrible guess.
1: <laughs> I'm sure the furniture can take being wet. They do live, you know, on the coast. Oh, yeah. It can take being wet.
0: But there's a spreading puddle beneath you guys.
1: Well, <laughs> I did leave all of like Cobb's things with Marcus, so it's not like he has anything to change into.
0: <laughs> yeah, Marcus uh, kind of presents you with, with your bags and says, If you'll excuse me, I'll be out again in a moment. And goes to his room to change. Limps to his room to change. He's still a little banged
3: up. Tissa is gonna look at... Sort of look around. Like, look at her dripping clothes. And, like, pop outside real fast and then come back inside, walking a little bit less steady, but looking drier somehow.
0: (laughs) Wow, he's magic for everything. Like, basically, yes. (laughs) Like, we don't have a caster class in this game, and yet. We do have a party wizard. Yeah, Tissa would be our party wizard. (laughs) And Clara just kind of blinks at you and is like, I did not even think of that.
3: Uh, (laughs) it's, It's just everywhere, is the thing. So I guess why not?
1: I know it's great, isn't it?
3: Where did you go during the storm, by the way? Huh? Um. Around. Oh, the... not. Oh, I'm sorry. I. No, I was. I was meaning. I was meaning him. But. But I could. Oh. But I would be interested did... too. I guess. Yes. Yes, I would be. Did he go somewhere?
1: Hmm. I was on the ship. I was there. Never mind. Hmm. I mean, uh, where did... Oh, you mean the... And, and Cobb sort of, like, mimes with his hand, like, talking. Yeah, the Augustine is like that sometimes.
2: Um, I, I wonder what she meant by... Or maybe does she just sometimes say things? Just to say things?
1: They and question mark... Yeah, it, Augustine had words, a lot of them. Well, not that many of them, but over and over again. I, I'll, f- I'll figure it mm-hmm. out later. Mm-hmm. I would, however, indeed like to know how uh, your trip went, Clara.
0: Well, um, the beginning was good. Uh, we had smooth seas for the first bit. And the second bit, it was a little challenging for us to navigate the Valley of the Conqueror, they call it. And then we found these horrors. Just big, horrible swooping things like bats. So we shot them with cannons. (laughs) Oh, that's what
1: that was. That would explain. Yeah. That seems like a good solution.
2: Why didn't we use the cannons?
1: Oh. We don't have...
2: Why didn't you have cannons?
0: Why did you go anywhere without cannons? My cannons are always in working order. Well, that's
2: that's a smart plan.
1: Well, we... I'm
0: a modern woman. I never go anywhere without cannons.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We weren't exactly on a... military vessel.
0: Ooh. I see... And then, um, we were a little ahead of you at Origin Island. Did you see the ruins there?
2: Very pretty. Yes,
0: they were quite nice. The island was so old. Did it talk to you, too? Absolutely none of the structural damage you can expect from a lot of the other ruins in this region due to a lack of volcanic activity on this island. It was an excellent chance to compare with my previous samples, many of which were extensively heat-damaged.
1: That is fascinating, but for the future, I would suggest not being distracted during a race.
0: Ooh. yes, I see. And then the storm happened, and we lost sight of you guys, but we managed to get around somehow. And then it was smooth sailing till here. Really, the worst part of it was the horrors.
1: Ooh. <laughs> yep, I feel that. And Cobb kind of, like, winces a little bit as he, like, sort of rubs at his, uh, bite marks, question mark? No, those are, like, lacerations. I guess claw marks, then. Mm. Wing Wing claws. W- wink, wing-a-ling dragon. <laughs> Terrible. So,
0: uh, I know what I can do. I can I can do this. I know what I can do. Because you are not good at focusing. Oh, well, you managed. And, um, what you feel is the thousands of tiny interlocking pieces that make up you, your body, and who you are beginning to turn into place as if there's a sense of movement inside everything. And there's a vision surrounding you of silver blue gears turning. In unison, and she has cast the spell Lively Allies,
4: hmm. which has restored, um, she has a bunch of scatter, which has restored three to everybody. Oh, thank you. Hmm. Oh, no, that's much better. Glad to hear it. You won, after all.
0: And eventually, Marcus comes back. He's, uh, he's changed into different but similar clothes. He still doesn't dress like he fits in here.
1: And he pulls up a chair. Off green again. Is, um. For some reason, I imagine Marcus wears like, uh, just a solid off green uniform. I don't, I don't know why. That's just what I see in my head. I
2: imagine he dresses like. Way too way too warm for the current, like, tropical environment, like, with, oh, yeah. like, wool and I stuff. I described but, it in <laughs> an earlier
0: episode as wearing a jacket. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I also, for some reason, see him with a beard. Did did you ever say that he has a beard or no? No, I didn't. For no, some I didn't. reason, I always, I, I see him with one, but.
2: Yeah. Uh, if so, it's very short and neatly captured. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. He, he w- would not have a, Just I picture like, Cobb with more like a. Grown out type beard, but
1: oh, Cobb is Cobb is mostly clean shaven. Mm-hmm. He yeah. has like a goatee.
2: Marcus has kind of a fair or yellowish
0: skin tone with very dark hair and eyes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, typically favors yeah, like dark shades of green and navy. Like, but and he kind of blinks and he says, "Well, it's it's dry, Mister Cobbler." Um, fair enough. Dry is good. I and mean, he he looks as if he's about to say something, but he just kind of smiles, which is itself kind of unusual. And he sits down and he's already got a drink in his hand as well. just the glass of something strong smelling.
1: Yeah, uh, Cobb sort of like takes off his, his bandana that he has around his head and sort of just rings it out. I should probably go get changed myself.
2: <laughs> yes, I'm soaked.
0: He just kind of looks around at everyone. I, I think by now the damage is done. I guess I'm not
2: <laughs> dripping anymore.
0: <laughs> That's true. Clara still is. Her hair is just a never-ending sponge of water.
1: I'll, I'll go towel off and then we can help clean up.
0: <laughs> I guess I should change, huh? Marcus gives her a look and she gets up to scurry back to her room. <sighs> I guess there's no helping him. He's always been like this.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: How was the book? Educational. Thank you.
3: Mm. How did you find the trip? I haven't ever been on a ship that big before.
2: It was definitely an experience. I don't know if it's one I would be super happy to repeat. Um,. And it was a really good storm.
0: Mm. I would disagree with you on that count. But I understand, yes. I myself have missed sea travel. It has been some time. But it is not without its... And he pauses like he's looking for the right word, and whatever it is he was about to say. He doesn't find it, he just goes back to his drink.
2: Do you have any upcoming, uh, travels? I intend to, yes. Oh. Well, you'll be back on the sea. Is it a long travel?
4: Mm.
0: Quite.
2: Where are you going? Back to
0: the Bright Wastes. Oh. Now that the Westbreaker is complete, back to the
2: lines. Oh, wow. I've never been there before. How long does it take to get there? I expect it shall take a month or more. Oh, that's a long time on a boat.
3: Uh it's a sea. It's almost a season's travel that far north. By maybe more by foot, I don't know. Everyone always goes places faster than me. Yeah, probably more, huh?
1: At, at this point, Cobb kind of. I wouldn't say stumbles back over or marches, but certainly like makes his presence known as he sits back down at the table. Ah, cobbler! And he he is basically wearing pajamas. Nice. Yeah. Like, and and by that I mean he's wearing like a long, like a really long white or off-white, some sort of like shirt type thing, and like skibbies and that's about it.
2: Oh, I I never actually got changed yet, did
0: I? No. No, you have just been sitting there dripping wet, while everyone else went to
2: change. I- I- am going to do this now, and I- I rush off. You'll feel a lot
1: better, and... Cobb also kind of runs his hand over his head. One of the nice things about not having hair, though. Mm, I imagine.
0: Certainly seemed to be causing my engineers some trouble. And... He- he takes another couple drinks. And, um, you would probably notice this because you have shipped with him. He doesn't often drink.
1: Something, something bothering you there, Marcus? Uh. You're usually, you're usually pretty dry, even out on the seas. Huh. Huh.
0: Ah, uh, well, you remember last time, right? It is... I enjoy sea travel, but it's not without its... And again, he still can't find the word and goes back to his drink.
1: Was that... Was this th- your last time since we were together on the ocean? Hmm. yes. Cobb is, is actually kind of taken aback. Huh. I don't really... see why. You made the right choice. Hmm. Cuddler, I have a favor to ask you.
0: Hmm? Will you be taking the Westbreaker? I've offered it to you,
1: after all. Well... Yeah. yeah, I was, uh, planning on it. For her first voyage,
2: would you take my Engineer and I back to the Wastes?
1: The wastes.
2: Penelope arrives just to as as he asks this favor. You remember, don't you? The western coast.
1: Yeah, certainly I can get you there, especially with especially with a navigator as good as, uh, as
2: a Tissa. A month or more on that a boat. Be no problem. Oh wow! Ooh. Yeah, I
1: was. I know it'll be it'll be great.
2: Um. What do we eat? <laughs> what oh. do, we, do we just bring all the food with us, I guess?
1: Well, yes, I'll, I can. We'll We'll go over. Uh, we'll go over the hold and stores in due time. But yes, we bring everything that we'll need with us uh, for the most. Wow. Part.
2: Marcus. Is that going to be enough? And <laughs> as she's talking and thinking, she sits down absentmindedly beside, um, beside Marcus and takes a sip of his drink. And is like, huh. I, oh, I'm gonna have to stock up with provisions. Oh. Make sure
0: I have. First of all, the voyage is going to be staying fairly close to the coast, which means there will be ample opportunities to resupply. Oh, good. Second, give me that.
1: Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. This is mostly, and and Cobb is going to, to, like I guess cheekily steal like a piece of fruit or something in front of Penelope. You don't get this on the ocean.
2: Mm, I will miss that, but that's okay. But it, we'll, we'll, I mean,
1: we'll introduce you to uh, hard tack. Hard tack? I was going to say biscuits because they're sort of, but yes, it goes great with rum. Mm. The rum will be watered down, but it's an acquired taste. Well,
2: I guess it's one I'm going to be acquiring over the next month.
1: Oh, it's the absolute best. You'll mm. love
2: it. You guys will have to teach me some sea shanties, too.
1: Mm. Well, unfortunately, I don't know if Marcus is as much of a singer, but I'll do I my best. Not. Cobbler, however, knows many.
0: Each more lewd than the last. Hey, now, it's only half of them. If you arrange them in order from least to most lewd... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cobb just kind of like throws his hands up. It makes perfect sense. I don't
0: understand why you're frustrated with this. And you can tell he does understand
1: why you're frustrated with this. We'll 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 teach you the good ones, Penelope. All right. Mm.
2: I uh, I guess I won't have to go down in the hold very often, will
1: I? Uh, probably to sleep, unless you were planning on sleeping out on the dock, which I would highly oh. advise against. well,
2: maybe maybe me and Polly will... I think we will sleep on the dock. I think we will.
1: Uh, we're gonna have to fish her out of the ocean a couple of times, aren't we? uh
2: uh-huh. Absolutely.
1: That's okay. It's... It's only terrifying every time you fall over.
2: Oh, maybe I will go to the hold, but it's so dark and cramped. Mm. I'll have I'll figure. Hey. It.
1: We could always just tie you to the mast.
0: And Clara comes back. She's also dressed in long, loose-fitting soft clothes. She kind of was thinking the same thing as Cobb was, and she's she's in her PJs and she's clutching her favorite book, which is the huge horrible book you found in the in the barrel green. <laughs> And she's got her hot drink. She says, hey, I'll have you know that it is not at all cramped or unpleasant inside my masterpiece. Thank you. Oh.
2: It's extremely comfortable. Obviously. Okay. Sorry, I'm just, I'm used to sleeping mostly outside, so. It would be a shame if you were to insult my honor. Who knows what would happen then true enough true enough and uh
3: I I actually I assumed that we just iris wiped the second that you said who knows what would happen then
0: speaking of iris wipes memory time
3: sorry to cut you off Kirsten Hmm? I just like that line happened and I was like there's no other thing that can happen
2: It, it it is perfect. <laughs> so, memory time, gang. Um, the storm was pretty terrifying, I got to admit. I actually was feeling pretty it was intense. Yeah. Yay.
1: Big storm, big cool. I actually have to say I really liked just getting to sit down and talk with everybody at the end there and and be dripping wet and and get to drink hot cider or the hot toddy or whatever it was that we had.
4: <laughs> yeah. And and and, and
1: trade uh trade not so much barbs but like trade ribbing with Marcus. Mm-hmm.
3: Banter. Yes. Just best friends. <laughs> we we have certainly added some mystery to whatever happened on uh Cobb and Marcus's last voyage together.
4: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: It is a big deal for Marcus, and for Cobb, it is just common sense.
3: Which is an interesting way for it to go. Well, one of them is a sailor, and the
0: mm-hmm. other is a soldier. And it makes sense in that retrospect. Um, my favorite memory, I have a couple. Because I got to run a demo game with a good friend the other weekend. And I got to play with some actually very young players, and I was nervous about it, but they had a great time. So that's my memory. Oh, that's awesome.
4: Yeah. I'm sharing,
0: too, now. My other favorite memory is that I was, and I don't know which episode is going live first, probably theirs, but I guested on a recent episode of For Your Consideration, helping the boys
4: talk about uh, Lord of the Rings. Nice. So.
2: It's a good It's a good podcast. Yeah.
4: yeah. Yes. So, thank you everybody for playing with us today. Um we love
2: you. Yeah. Big, yeah. Hugs. big big hugs to you our internet friend. Thank you for <laughs> listening and um being a part of this.
0: <laughs> so you can um you can check us out on Twitter at PeachGardenRPGs. RPGs. You can visit our website at peachgardengames.com. Um you can download the manual. It's free. Play along with us. We'd love to hear what you think. Um, We're starting to put episodes on YouTube, if that's how you prefer to listen to podcasts. However you listen, please give us some kind of rating or a like or whatever for algorithms.
1: I swear to God, do not end this on like, comment, subscribe. You're going to end this on that, aren't you? um,
3: No? (laughs) The algorithm.
0: The algorithm.
3: The tyranny of the algorithm. (laughs) Okay.
4: Guys, this isn't our worst (laughs)
3: outro. Look, listener,
0: we love you. With all our heart.
1: That makes it our best outro. outro.
0: See you next week. Bye. Bye.
1: See you next week. Bye, everybody. Like, comment, and subscribe.
0: You absolute (laughs) jerk.